This Tuesday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. How we misuse the word power, and we could add how badly we exercise the power we have. The word power has been so muddled that it may seem to have power is not such a good thing. However, in the true sense of the word, we all have some form of power, and we should not be afraid to admit it. Being human is enjoying freedom, and enjoying freedom is having great power in our hands. I repeat, how badly we have misused the word power. We even misuse it when we speak about God, about Jesus. However, Sunday's Gospel clearly said, One mightier than I is coming after me. John the Baptist also had power, like you and I do. But Jesus is the most powerful. That's the question. Thus, what's power? What does it mean to have power? What did John the Baptist do with his power? How did Jesus use his power? Could it mean that power is really more to do with the power to change oneself? These days, we will continue in this vein. How difficult it is to change certain things in our lives. How difficult it is to change when we realize it is necessary to transform ourselves. When we realize it is necessary to make an effort to be different, to be able to love. Remember that loving means changing ourselves, but not stop being who we really are. We cannot love if we don't make the effort, and all effort requires change. A change of place, of attitude, of thoughts, of feelings... Loving is also the process of discovering who we truly are, of learning to know ourselves better, of finding our vocation, our mission in life, the true meaning of our lives. Yesterday we saw how Jesus called some fishermen to make them fishers of men, to help them realize that they were capable of greater things. However, that is something that they could only discover little by little, in the measure that they allowed themselves to be loved by Jesus that they were able to learn from him, that they got to know each other, and that they acknowledged their own strengths and weaknesses. It is good to continue meditating and praying hand-in-hand with the gospel about the changes that we can introduce in our lives. What changes are within our reach? Sometimes, these are not huge things. On the contrary, I could tell you that often, great transformations begin with simple and small changes. They are sometimes so small that they are difficult to notice. Such changes may include slowing down a bit, unwinding, recalculating your route if you have gotten off course, 
changing your destination, curbing certain activities, or considering them. There are thousands of ways to change and thus believe. Do we mean changing for the sake of changing? No. We have to change in order to be able to believe, and we have to believe in order to discover that the kingdom of God is among us and we don't see it. We have to believe that Jesus came to earth to begin a new phase of history, of our lives, as today's gospel clearly shows. The first concrete action Jesus takes is expelling the demon. It is true that Jesus was a teacher, but his method was different. He taught with authority. He taught by example. He didn't teach like we do when we don't practice what we preach. Let's pause to consider Jesus' authority to battle against and defeat evil, the evil one. We must not forget about this. We can't skip over it in the gospel. Jesus came to conquer evil, and he succeeded. What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Yes, Jesus came to do away with evil in this world. The devil is a liar, but he can't lie to Jesus. The devil uses plural forms, but Jesus addresses him directly. Quiet, come out of him. Jesus casts out the unclean spirit. He defeats it with the truth, while the devil wants to beat us with lies. What great news! Jesus came to abolish the father of lies. There is no reason to be afraid. We must not be afraid. However, we must not deny his existence and his temptation to separate us from Jesus. Don't give place to the devil. Jesus came to finish him off so that we learn to conquer him by means of the truth. Change is possible if we let Jesus let go of lies with God's words. Let us not be deceived by the devil who always prefers to lie to us and to keep us imprisoned. Truth drives the devil out. It keeps him away. It's not that we are possessed by unclean spirits. That's weird. We just cannot face our own truth. We are economical with the truth. We hide it. We cover it up. We wander aimlessly through life. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.